Welcome back to the Empath and Narcissist podcast, where we are helping you heal spiritually with human design from narcissistic abuse. And today is a short, quick episode and a recap of one of our previous guests, Laura Day. And on a recent episode titled Trusting Yourself Through Intuition After Narcissistic Abuse with Laura Day, where we discussed how to develop your intuitive abilities. She kept pushing back with my language of that normal victims of narcissistic abuse use with the language um, of suffering and abuse and things like that. And so she kept saying, no, that's my pet peeve. And no, 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 people who are, unless you're kidnapped and locked up, you are not abused, which I didn't agree with in the moment, but my Libra moon and just my, my tendency to freeze um, made me not argue with her in the episode. And I, you know, I respect her and I loved her information, but it just didn't sit well with me. And I even created a little reel on Instagram, um, about a week later, because there was something about how she said, like, you choose to stay with a narcissist in a relationship, you stu- you choose to stay. So you can't really say that you were unknowingly abused. You choose to stay to get something out of it. And it just didn't sit well with me because I had just been thinking a week before, like, why did I stay? Some things were being unearthed in my life and coming up and I just, I couldn't put a finger on it. And then I realized after I had this conversation, it wasn't sitting well. I said, you know why I didn't stay? Because I didn't know I was enabling abuse. I didn't know that I was being abused. I didn't know what narcissism was. I didn't know what emotional abuse was. I thought I was dealing with and I guess a normal person, right? A normal pathology versus narcissistic personality disordered, a social disorder, a social pathological disorder. I didn't know I was dealing with that. And I didn't know I was being abused. And it took a therapist after I left to help me realize that. So I hate that sometimes we have this language of like, oh no, you know, take, take responsibility, take this responsibility. When you're with a narcissist, all you do is take the responsibility. So in order to then turn around and say to, you know, a victim, you stayed because you got something out of it and you really weren't abused. Like that did not sit well with me. I loved everything else she had to say. I just really did not agree with that. And maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I have a feeling it probably doesn't sit well with you either when you were watching it or listening it. So I just wanted to address it and then dive deeper as to how did this happen? How did we get into this delusional cycle with a narcissist and get completely lost? And of course, number one is you thought you were dealing with a real person. But we're going to dive a little bit more deeper into this illusion or delusion that you thought you were with a normal person and how the narcissist is so... As such an expert at, at slowly leaking in their poison and their abuse into the relationship after they've love bombed you. And you think you're with someone so amazing and how can someone be so, oh, there's, you know, this person's so wonderful. They're so loving. They're so attentive. They know exactly what I need. I feel so comfortable being open and vulnerable to them. Like these are all after the fact red, red flags. But when you're with them and you, when you first meet them, it, they're kind of like what you truly desire. So let's get into this. So they are, narcissists are adept at manipulation. 
They have been doing it since childhood. They've been doing it to get whatever they want out of whoever they want in order to, yes, be lazy, to get what they want, and to have that transaction of whatever they want, be it control, be it attention, love, food, whatever they're desiring out of selfish desires. So they are master manipulators. So don't feel bad. And they go for the strong. They go for the brightest. They go for the most loving empaths. So don't feel like you are weak because the narcissist preyed on you. They actually go for the very successful because they also are lazy and they don't want to work and put in the hard work that you are putting in. And they like to take your money and drive around your cars and live in your house without getting a job, but then like making you feel like they're entitled to it and guilting you into the fact that you're asking for that money and repayment back. They're very good at that. So I just wanted to ease your mind and ease your, your heart that you are not weak, that you are not wrong. This just, it's just happened. So gaslighting is a common tactic, some subtle signs of abuse that may begin to surface after the love bombing. So let's start with love bombing first, because that is the first phase. Narcissists often employ love bombing. Of course they do. At the beginning, they shower with you affection. They never leave you alone via text and phone. And you think it's so sweet and charming and, oh my gosh, you're getting so much attention. It's actually a huge red flag. And they then give you so much attention that they manipulate your trust. They manipulate your heart. They just have this intense... Um, uh, I want to say affection again, but yeah, they have this, they, they mimic and they act out this intense affection towards you. How do you know you're on the right path? The healing journey is unique to each person and it takes one baby step at a time. The truth about narcissists, journal ritual, EFT tapping, mirror work, connect with your healed ancestor, Ho'oponopono prayer, Dealing with difficult people meditation, gratitude journal, and human design 101. These are just some of the few tools that I have included in the Empath and Narcissist book, A Healing Guide with Spiritual Exercises. I am over here on the other side of the deep, dark cavern abyss that you're facing right now, of the unknown. I'm here waving, cheering you on to take your next right step to the other side. And one of those steps is to educate yourself and gain all the healing tools that have helped me cross my own bridge to the other side and have a life full of abundance and love and peace away from the narcissist. You can find my book on Amazon and listen on Audible today. But it's very transactional. They know what they're doing. They're, they're getting their hooks into you so that they can then start to cut you down slowly and discourage you, control you and all the things. And what they do is they give your brain this dopamine hit and it can be very addictive. So be mindful of that. Be mindful of an overdoting, over tension giving partner when you meet someone new. It could be anything. It could be, you know, an employee, a fellow employee, a boss. It could be a romantic relationship. It could be a new friend. It could be a new business partner. It could be um, anything, right? So, and sometimes this happens even in families where you may go for a short burst of time and not talking to each other. And then there's just so much intensity in like trying to, you know, reconnect back. 
So then the gaslighting occurs once the abuse starts to take hold. They start to cut you down in small little paper cuts of insults. They start to make you doubt yourself. They start to kind of plant all these seeds of doubt and confusion. And did I do that? No, I don't think I did that. No, I'm not a forgetful person. I've never been a forgetful person. But now that they've said that I'm forgetful 10 times now, maybe I am, right? They start to sow all this doubt. So that's a common tactic that narcissists use to start to make you confused and also to not take any responsibility, not pay you back a dime if that's also what you're searching for. They will gaslight you. Gaslighting is essentially making you feel crazy because they will rewrite the history, they will rewrite the story and the narrative, and they will distort the reality. And then isolation. So narcissists are really good at isolating you from family and friends. They fuel the fire. They how do you say like they do a smear campaign essentially on all your friends and make you start to not like them. You know, you distance yourself from them and you latch on closer and closer to the narcissist. And all of a sudden you don't have any friends. You don't have any more of a social group. And you think that you're going to go out and you're going to gain more friends with their, you know, the, the narcissist friends, but that never happens. That's future faking. And all of a sudden their friends aren't, ex they aren't around. They don't have any friends. They just want you latched on to you and it's so exhausting that it's such a strange experience that you don't really feel like I should get out of this because now I've lost all my friends you're so exhausted in this pattern of the, the dopamine hit the highs they give you all the the attention and then they remove it and then the stress and the discard and then you have to like work so hard to get that back it's like a full-time job being with a narcissist so if you already have another job and you have kids, you don't have time or energy for friends, which is really, really important to have. And it's important to have that external support so that you can actually gain clarity. So you can like have someone be able to hold a hand and yank you out, you know, like shake some sense into you and keep telling you that this is not good behavior. You shouldn't be treated this way. And in my case, when I was told that over and over, that friend then I lost because he would um, discredit that person's character for a couple hours. I would buy into it, go back and say, hey, this is why you shouldn't be telling me advice and blah, blah, blah. And they'd be so offended that they wouldn't be my friend anymore. So narcissists are very good at isolating you. It's scary how good they are because essentially we're the puppet and they're the strings and we're doing all of this, you know, I, I guess on our own free will, but through this very sneaky, emotionally abusive, controlling tactic. So this is why it irks me when someone says you chose, because yes, at face value, you chose, but you didn't choose to be cut down and like your brain all twisted in wires. You didn't choose to be in an abusive relationship. You just didn't know that you were being slowly reeled in to an abusive relationship. I guess you could say it's almost like the black widow and the, the web, but it's subtle. It's not, it's not shocking. Like you got stuck in a web all of a sudden. It's like this, like, oh my gosh, I love this. This web is so beautiful and shiny. And then it just slowly slowly like wrapping the silk yarn around you until you can't get out but you can you can get out and so this is why I love to share with you about human design 
in tandem because the human design is a self-developmental tool. It's essentially your flashlight that shows you who you are, where some of your weaknesses are, the vulnerabilities you have to the narcissist, and then how to guard yourself up, how to understand yourself more. Who are you at your core? Like, why were they attracted to you? Were you this bright and shining empath who has so much heart and care for everyone? Do you have this, you know, huge, uh, solid identity center where you're just completely just this big shining love bomb out and you're so confident in who you are? What is it? What, what did the narcissist get attracted to? Either way, human design is here for you as a tool to help you get out of the quicksand and go get out of the darkness that is narcissistic abuse and really give you the power to understand who you are. So if we're talking about not knowing, not being conscious that you are an abusive relationship, I would say the biggest element, and there's so many more elements to this, but let's just pick one element of the human design to focus in on would be the open will center. That open will center, which is the white, small, asymmetrical triangle, just to the bottom right diagonally from the big uh, diamond, the yellow diamond. So the small one just to the right, if it's white, that means that you amplify wills and agendas of other people, aka the narcissist. So even if you fight it at first, it's the more and more that they manipulate you and they use their tactics and they convince you that this is the right way to go, then you are sold. And it doesn't, I guess, take much to sell you. And it's when you have it white, you're amplifying the agenda of the narcissist all the time when you're around them, which is the agenda is always them, their self. So you're always self-sacrificing in order to, you know, accommodate whatever they want to get done, whatever they want to do, whatever they want to have, whatever they want to sell you. You say, please, sir, yes, let me take this abuse and may I have some more. Please, sir, may I have another? And it's so infuriating. It's such a, a psycho, like an insane making pattern that I personally experienced with an open will center that once you become aware, it changes everything. It really does. I would always fall for the scams, not knowing I was falling for the scams. Even after I left the narcissist, I would join these MLMs and this coach and that coach. And they weren't for me. They were just selling me their stuff because they wanted to make money. They want to make money off of me. And it wasn't for me. So it's really important in your human design to learn your strategy and your inner authority so that you can determine, is this a right choice for me? Should I say yes or no? And when you are unaware that you have this open will center, then you you just don't know. And you keep getting sucked into those. But it really is ultimately life-changing because once I realized I had that, it was like a light bulb went off. And I was like, well, I'm not going to say yes right away anymore. I'm not going to. I'm going to check in with my inner authority. I'm going to check to see if this really truly is right for me. And mine is sacral. Yours may be emotional. You might need more time. Sacral, you have to check with your gut. How does it feel? If it's like, mm, then it's a no. If it's a mm, yes, then it's a yes, right? It kind of comes up from your gut if it's sacral. If it's that emotional, you have emotional inner authority, which is the majority of people. 
you have your solar plexus, triangle pointing to the right and the bottom right, defined, it's colored in. Therefore, you need time to feel through the excitement, the neutral, the lows about it, and then the neutral, that final neutral part is where you can determine how does it feel to you? Does it feel good? Does it feel like a really great opportunity? Thumbs up, go for it. Does it feel like you're being scammed and manipulated and being sold some idea to isolate you away from your friends by the narcissist? Thumbs down, no, then it's not the right choice for you. So the more you tune into that, it's like your strength and your exercises and superpower in order to get yourself free from the narcissist tactics. So this is really why I love human design in tandem with healing from narcissistic abuse. So, and I write all about human design thoroughly in my second book. I wrote it in chapter 12 in Empath and the Narcissist book, my first book. That's more about in, in narcissistic, you know, definitions and healing and my journey and all the different spiritual modalities that help you heal. And then in my second book, Empath's Guide to Rising Strong, I share with you and you can uh, purchase that book and go through your human design chart, color it in, in the book and go through all the gates and all the different major elements of what your chart says in order to really learn how to use it as that healing tool. So because that book is new, it's brand new, and I'm working so vigorously on getting reviews, I have decided to create a drawing. So if you subscribe to this podcast and YouTube channel, and then write a review of my newest book, Empath's Guide to Rising Strong, I will give three lucky subscribers a two-hour human design reading coaching session, as well as a signed paperback copy of the book. And you can gain your free ebook, and you can get your free ebook to read and review it in the link in the show notes in the description. And then you'll be entered to win. This contest is going to go until the end of March. So you have until the end of March to grab the book, the free ebook, read it, review it, and enter to win. And yeah, I'm just hope, hoping that you will love it and that it's super powerful and that you win. <laughs> All right. So that's it for our conversation today. I hope that was helpful and gave you more clarity on, on maybe what you heard in Laura's episode that didn't sit well. And if you're curious about that conversation, because there's so much good stuff in there about trusting your intuition and you know, how to practically exercise your intuition. She talks a lot about journaling, which I loved. Then you can listen to that episode. Again, that episode was Trusting Yourself Through Intuition After Narcissistic Abuse with Laura Day. Thank you so much for listening and watching all the way to the end. Thank you so much for tuning into the end of this podcast episode and being an empath member here in the community. Please share this podcast with a friend or on your socials and tag me at Empath and the Narcissist Podcast on Instagram and spread the power and spread the love. Don't forget to subscribe. If you wish to listen to my first book, Empath and the Narcissist, that is available on Audible or you can grab your paperback. It's a profound exploration of my journey and healing, providing with tools for healing as well as EFT tapping and other meditations. All the links will be in the show notes. Until next time, keep your unique light shining.